So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. And you like, might, I, you might. might, I concede that I you, concede, might you might have a point. point. I'm like, right. well, like, think about it. I'm like, AOC is not a black woman. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing, and she's probably going to win. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I ran down this laundry list of people. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. Like, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, Andrew Yang could, you know, like, get a wild hair up America's ass and, be president in 12 years it's a thing mm-hmm. people like him mm-hmm. not a black man mm-hmm. right. <laughs> right. And, and, and it's like the person I mentioned those two people in particular to is like you know that could be true and I'm like yeah and I'm like you know Latinos are certainly the next dominant minority population mm-hmm. in Absolutely. America that could be and then it's like well yeah you might be on to something and I go yeah I'm like but hey as my mother said, it was a fun eight years. Mm-hmm. And it opened the door for everything. So you can't be mad at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's funny because, like, I'm a, I'm a black guy. And I said that. And they're like, well, don't you want another person to represent you as president? I'm like, I just want somebody that can, you know, balance the budget and give me health care. Like, that's all I really want yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Michael like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, again, that speaks to empathy because I literally stepped on this guy's toes. Mm-hmm. And the key is to being an empath is not charging into that conversation full of fire and being like, yeah, well, you're a, you're an asshole too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's like, okay, well, calm down. Like, then you've lost them, yeah. Right, I'm like, calm down. Okay. Let's have a conversation. Let's break down why you think I'm wrong. So that's like super that. nuanced though. Yeah. Because you say something that's super fire branding. Yeah. In a calm way. Yeah. And then you invite the other person to respond mm-hmm. and you listen. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, you don't get mad. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, just, everyone and can do that. <laughs> I'm going I'm to say something that's like totally stereotypical and it's wrong with stereotypes. But mm-hmm. in this case, this is an absolutely true stereotype. I could have only learned that from like 100 women. Mm-hmm. That was actually, so I'm going to, now I'm just going all out of order. Because, okay, you, you said that you felt that your empathy was something that you learned mm-hmm. being surrounded by women. Yeah. And this is something that I wonder about. Because, um, and so you feel like this this would not have happened otherwise. It literally would not happen otherwise. Now, no way. something that I think about is, and I'm not trying to make this about me, yeah, but no, it's just like something that I've been thinking That's about, right, yeah. is... I think I was acculturated into empathy because it was expected for little girls to be nice, right? And then that follows through, right? Even I think about grad school. I think about um, in screenwriting classes, we would all bring in our pages and we would read them. And something that I started to notice was, and our our professor was, um, was female. Um, but this also happened in a class with a male. So this was just like across the board. Right. Um, I would bring in my pages and I had kind of like a female anti-hero. Yeah. 
and women who would bring in stories with female protagonists that were maybe not super nice. The first note was always, well, she's, you know, she's not really likable and your protagonist needs to be likable. That's what they always say. And I started <laughs> no. to like, and then I started to try, because I am also like, this is, okay, we're going to go back science. to Spock. <laughs> right? So this is when I started doing data science. I was like, I'm feeling triggered. And that was a word that we didn't have. So right. I was like, I'm feeling something. Mm-hmm. Right. Is this me? Let me start actually tallying up. And then I'm going to go back into my notes and I'm going to see everyone's readings. Right. And I started to notice, I was like, okay, I was feeling something because something was happening. Right. And um, I finally, I kind of had like a breaking point. I didn't snap or anything like that, but um, there was uh, a young man who was doing a reading right before me, right? Right. And his story was about, um, and it's the first 15 pages, right? First 15 to 20. Right. This man who... Uh, comes home because his uh, parent has died and then he, wait, no, he died. He comes home because there's a death in the family. He is a jerk. He murders one of his parents. He has non-consensual sex with his like high school sweetheart and also then becomes a hitman, right? Right. All in like 20 pages. Of course. And we all just like dove in about, you know, this is, okay, so right. this story, let's talk about the mechanics of the story and, like, what's motivating what. And then I bring my story, and, like, this character, she's not, doesn't murder anyone, isn't, isn't assaulting anyone. Right. You know? Um, but is, like, a little bit of an anti-hero. And the question was, you know, I'm just not sure, like, she's really gotta be likable for people to get behind her. And... At this point, and I was like, okay, wait, excuse me. So please explain to me, how come the parent-killing rapist, who is also a hitman, we're not like, you know, he's really not very likable. What did she say? Right? And we were just all going to go with it, right? Like, oh, no, that's fine. But, like, my character is not committing any crimes. And it's like, she's not very likable like i think that we need to address that first um so it's funny i i've i've written like an entire short story i wrote it last year like i think you're you you two are like five two of the five people in the world to know wow so i wrote like an entire short story about a globe trotting female dj Mm -hmm. and like just like how she like interacts with the universe um because you know it's like somebody uh, i was i was trying to pitch something I told you about this. I told you I was trying to pitch stuff for Netflix and trying to think yeah. about it. So, like, I wrote an entire story that I'm like, I could chop this into 10 ways and mm-hmm. make an actual, like, TV show out of it or something. So, I'm like, I'm going to do it because this is all your fault. This is why I get along <laughs> with you because you push me to do things that I think I should do. And I'm like, oh, I'll just do it. So, um, so it's funny. I watched Carrie. Okay. Carrie is the least likable female protagonist in film probably ever. Everything about her story, everything about her life mm-hmm. is terrible. It yeah. is. It's so sad. <laughs> like, it's sad. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. She's raised by bad people. Yeah. She's surrounded by bad people. She's surrounded by, like, literally, like, the worst people. Yeah. But at the end of Carrie, you love her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what's the, the thing in here 
that actually makes her likable. And you know what it is? It's funny. People, it, and it's a trope that people should do more when they're like telling stories, especially about women. Is that you have to give a woman a second to pause before they do like the evil thing. Mm. Like you can't like write, okay, like, you know, like, like, you know, it's like the quick fox jumped over the lazy dog. Like you have to have like the moment where the fox stops and says, there's a lazy dog. Mm-hmm. Because then that opens up the door to the idea that the fox is going to jump because it's like, okay, so the dog isn't going to go anywhere (laughs) so I can jump over it. Like, and that's a pause that gives you the ability to like invoke thought. Yeah. And it gives you the ability to say, okay, so of all of the thoughts this woman had, and this woman could have positive thoughts and negative thoughts. The thought that made the most sense was to burn down her entire school. Because mm-hmm. there's that moment the, when, like, the you have the the the, pa- the pail of, of, of pig's blood. Yeah. The pig's blood falls. Uh, hits Carrie. Kills her. She does it immediately. She does it immediately burn down the school. Right. There's a moment, especially in the film we're talking about, where Sissy Spacek looks out at everyone. Yeah. And it's a pause. It's a dramatic it pause. It is. It really, yeah. In her, in her, in her, in her eyes, even though there's no emotion there, if you stop and think about it, you're thinking, okay, she's thinking, maybe it's me, maybe it's them, maybe I shouldn't have even engaged with those girls in the locker room when I had my period. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should have done all this stuff. And then she says, stops and just says, I'm going to burn down the whole school. Yeah, and then also didn't I can't I haven't seen it in years. Wasn't her mom's voice in the background saying they're all gonna laugh? At yeah, you? exactly. Yes. And then, yeah, but that and the best that. part about that, I'm glad you brought it up, is the way that they bring up the voice. Yeah. So that it's like she works through all of that, and the human brain works very quickly. So she works through all of those like emotions, and then they're all gonna laugh. At you. They're all gonna laugh. At you. They're all gonna laugh at you. It's like yeah. it rises up, and that's the that's the dominant narrative in her mind. It's like okay, yeah, my mom was right. My mom was a horrible human being yeah. and a terror, but she was right. right. So because she was right, I must burn down my entire school. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a thing. Like I, and I, and I like do it now with like any narrative I write about women. And I write a lot about women. Like people trust my voice as a man writing about women, funnily, funnily enough, more than as a man writing about other men, hmm. which is just weird That's and really interesting. wacky yeah. and wonderful but it's the fact that like you know like especially now like the pieces I've written about women in the last like six months or so it's been all about this like making sure that there's a spot where even for somebody that like may be terrible or may be perceived in some kind of like less than savory way like I wrote about Cardi B and Cardi B's a you know extrovert like sell sex twerks on things evil woman i always leave a spot where i like will ask the question like why exactly without even asking it i'll try to leave a spot in there so that okay you could slide into her mind somewhat Mm -hmm. and you gain the like full spectrum of it Mm -hmm. and people don't do that a lot with women especially because with women it's like always so one-dimensional like Mm -hmm. oh she's hysterical or oh she's a sex pot or, oh, she's just this. 
And I mean, obviously with men, we can, we can be anything. It doesn't matter. Like that's just, you know, the way that, especially in America, like we're engendered as mm -hmm. a society. Yeah. But with women, that's true. I always feel the need to like invoke that pause. Because that's the pause where the humanity yeah. comes in. Mm -hmm. And 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 again, another stereotypical thing I will say, but I was raised by women, so I feel like the, the right I can say it. All women I know take a second to let it all sink in mm -hmm. before doing, saying, acting in any way. Mm -hmm. And especially I find with like my female friends and female like you know iconic female figures in my life who felt the need to act a little crazier, a little more hysterical than normal. They really took that second to let it sink yeah. in beforehand. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like I have two aunts who will like happily stop and go, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, my God. This is happening. Let me stop before I do something crazy. Maybe something crazy. And it's like, oh, okay. So that happens. Like, that's the thing. And like. And I always say that to people, and they're like, that's not true. And then I say, well, well stop, think about it. Mm -hmm. And then they stop and really think about it, and they're like, oh, that is true. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so it's funny when you talked about that, because I feel like that's the thing that people don't do when they write narratives about women. That actually, right. again, ties back to what we're talking yeah. about, to tie it all the way back in. You create that second for the empathy to, like, exist. Yeah. Because if you do it without that, and you create it as, like, a two-dimensional character without that, like, even two and a half dimensions. Yeah then, like, you're doing yourself a great disservice. Like, I feel like we're not at a point yet where we can really craft and create female characters in less than two dimensions, yeah. which is frustrating. Mm -hmm. Like, it's either, like, this or that or that or this. Mm -hmm. But you yeah. can make two and a half. You can create that little pause. Yeah. And create that little half-a-dimensional step that lets you do the fun stuff and pull more people in. Yeah. It, that it, and I, I'm going to try to see if I can repeat this back because I really liked the way that you said this. Yeah. It's not just... The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Right. It's the dog was lazy. Yes. So <laughs> the fox. The fox who had stopped. <laughs> yes. Made the decision. Yes. That it was Process. expedient to jump over. Uh, yes. Yeah. Because the, because the dog is not going to move. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it's important. No, that pause is huge because that is a pause that allows other people to take a moment and integrate with the narrative themselves. Right. Now, you said that men could be anything. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now. They could be anything. I have a question, though. Yeah. Because it seems like it is not so easy for the men that I know who are feminists yeah. or are empathic. Yeah. Excuse me. Let's use a different word. Who... How, how did you say? Um, care honestly. Yeah. Care honestly. Yeah. I feel, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's something that men don't really get to be. And when they are, there's a lot of like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is appreciation. Like you have mutual appreciation society right. here. Oh, but I feel like I've seen a lot of men that I'm like, thank goodness this person exists. I can. I and can they have wrong. so much like, People come at them. I can explain it rather simply. 